It is a special day. We have Sherry, the okra lady, on to talk with us about gardening all year long, right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. Ding it! To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. <laughs> so Sherry, what's thank going on? Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for coming on. It is, it is an honor to have you on. We've been watching you for a while uh, grow in your garden, and you seem to be very productive. It's, it's fun. It's very, very fun. And we got a lot of snow last night, so um, it was a very exciting morning for us as well here in Texas. So what? Uh, just so everybody knows, what zone are you in? I am in zone 8B in San Antonio, Texas, and okay. I get to garden all year long. Ah. <laughs> Except for I when you get snow. I've recently gone to San Antonio, but it was in the summer, and that's like hella hot. Uh, very different than today, though. Oh I'm my sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Super hot. When we first moved to Texas, I was like, I wanted so bad to go back to Florida. <laughs> that yeah. it's, we we stay in the triple digit in the in the summer and in, in the thick the summer we're in the triple digit. So yeah, it's very hot here. It's hotter in the in Texas than it is in uh, Florida. Yeah, yeah, I definitely prefer the weather in Florida mm-hmm. <laughs> over okay. Texas. But um, husband, when he retired military, we ended up here in um, in Texas, so we decided to stay here. Oh, okay. So, and that's you know that's something because in North Carolina where I am, I'm in Zone Eight A. It doesn't get um, super super hot like that, but it does get you know we'll hit a hundred degrees a couple times. Is there a time in the summertime that's like hard for you to grow? Um, no, because um, I, I guess we're just used to it. And my main crop, my biggest crop here is okra and okra loves heat. So yeah. I remember the first year we got here, it was 99 degrees at midnight. I, I couldn't, the sun was not out. I'm like, why is it so hot here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one What's of that? my favorite things and being in Chicago, I think this is a reason why is to go out, you know, in the evening, go out to a restaurant with friends or family and then uh-huh. come out afterwards. And it's like, it's been cool in the restaurant uh-huh. with the air conditioning and you walk outside and it's like that warm air. Now that's not 99 degrees that I, you know, kind of miss, but that warm kind of 70, 75 ish, uh-huh. you know? So I don't know. I've had a list of places where I <laughs> plan on moving to and San Antonio has officially been crossed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I am greatly jealous of your ability to grow all year long. I don't know if I could do 99 at midnight. Yeah, that's tough. Can you grow in Texas all year long? Yes, yes, all year long. And then what I did was um, <clears throat> once my um, spring summer crop is out, I'll go ahead and do um, a, a fall winter garden. Right. And up until... Uh, a few weeks ago, I had mustard greens, I had collard greens, I had um, kale, I had chards, I had uh, some of peas, mm. snow, snap, sugar peas, um, 
broccoli. Uh, I get to grow a lot. Um, beets, turnips, um, a lot of root vegetables, you know, carrots, um, rutabaga. Yeah. So I'm growing for all that. And I started my garlic as well. And the garlic will do fine, even though we got all that snow, because it takes roughly 10 months right. for it. So um, I, I'm able to produce a lot of produce or groceries in my backyard um, during the fall and winter, too. Just mostly a lot of root crops, though, which do really, really well with these cold weather, with the cold temperatures. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am, too, is a lot of root vegetables, and which I particularly <laughs> love. So it works for me. And collards, they go do well in my area, too. Because I meant, so like... Yeah. Your lowest temperature is like three or four degrees higher. I'm trying to say it right. Higher than my lowest temperature. Okay. So we're not that far off. But okay. You seem to have hit your lowest oh. temperature last night. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like your winter garden is very much like what we're designing for our spring garden or maybe even our fall garden. Like you're in the midst of winter and growing yes. the things that I aspire to grow come spring. Yes. I think you're, you're right. I think you're perfectly right with that. So how does your garden differ in the spring? In like the springtime, I grow. Um, that's when I start my tomatoes. I'll start my peppers. I'll start my corn. I'll start my um, black-eyed peas, my purple whole peas, my red beans, um, my green beans. Um, I'll start my lettuce. Um, let's see, cucumbers. Yeah, I have a lot that I'll be, I'll be um, direct sowing um, come the middle end of March. So it'll be a lot that I put out there. But I'm I'm really looking forward to um, the corn this year. Now with the okra, I won't put that out until closer to May, because that, that's the, usually the last item that I sow in my my garden is, is the okra because it, it loves the heat. I need it to be nice and warm. Um, when I sow those seeds. Do you direct sow your okra? Yes, I do. Yeah, yes. yeah, I, I do both. I'm dropping it right out. You do both? Yeah, I do both. Yeah. I do a little, yeah, I've done, um, it, I direct seeded one year and then I had flea beetles jump on them like it was nobody's business. Uh, and then so I was like, well, I'm gonna do some starts the next year. And I've done oh. some starts, so I do a little bit of both just in case something happens. But you know what's funny? The ones that I direct sow, they okay. grow the exact same rate as the ones that I transplant. Kind of pisses me off because I use all that yeah. extra space in my house. And it's like, well, wh for what? You know what I mean? For what? So. But Ben, do you think that's because it, the heat is finally taken off then, though? I, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. I grow two okra plants a year because that's all I can stand to grow. <laughs> <laughs> my garden just can't, you know, it can't take but so much. Yeah. But, um. So you so right now you said earlier you're not growing right now is that by a decision or by necessity? Um, that is by decision. Um, but I do have still out there in the garden right now, just the garlic, and then I have some of the um, collard trees, and I have the collard trees, the garlic, and I think I have one or two other items. But I pulled up all of my mustards, all of the chards, all of the carrots, all of the. Um, turnips, I pulled a lot, all my peas all up um, prior because I want to make sure my soil rests for a couple of weeks. And then I also will amend the soil by adding um, black cow manure. Um, I'll do some Epsom salt. I'll do some more garden soil. I'll do um, worm castings, um, just depending on, on what I'm growing. Um, 
that I'll, I'll cater that soil to whatever area I plan on growing something to make sure I'm adding stuff. Like when I do for my okra, I'll make sure I add bone meal and um, most importantly, the blood meal right. um, to the soil. So that's going to have that nitrogen to sustain it um, the entire summer. Um, and I don't use um, pesticides in, in my garden, which is good because I have a lot of help, believe it or not, from the, the um, I get a lot of birds. Um, I get I have a lot of lizards, frogs that are they just they just live in the garden, which is awesome. And then a, a couple of garter snakes, too. They kind of help out. So especially the birds, the grasshoppers got really, really bad last year. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that I had more birds in my okra plants. <laughs> and I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> I see them flying in. Dude, the, plucking out the, the, the grasshoppers for me. The grasshoppers are like a plague, a biblical plague. They are horrible. <laughs> when they come in, they will destroy everything. So you were talking about the um, kind of going from winter to spring to summer. I have some questions around kind of what you're doing in the summertime, because it seems like maybe we're catching up with you, like some of the things we're growing are the same then. But have you always grown all season long, all year long in Texas where you are? Or was this like, yeah, so... I'm so intrigued by that because yeah, it's, it's taken me so many years to get there, if you will. <laughs> I've grown always, all season long here for from day one. From um, Yeah, from the very first year I started growing. I've been doing it the entire year around. Wait, is that your first garden? I used to get some things wrong. Yeah. better. Is that your first garden, Sherry? I'm sorry? No, it's not. Okay. How, so how long have you been gardening? Let's, I, you know, I kind of... Basics, a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess you could say I got my, my very beginning um, when I was a child. My father, we, we grew up in Missouri. We had a huge backyard. And my dad, I was probably maybe 10 or 11. And we, we grew tomatoes and, um, and peppers, jalapeno peppers and bell peppers. Ooh. Yeah. So how many minutes are we in before I start getting weepy? Is this, is this a record? 10 minutes in? Yeah. yeah. Dude, whenever just, people talk about their families growing gardens together and when your kids yeah. like, I mean, it's and just, you can yeah. probably relate, Sherry. I'm sure you do. There's very precious memories in your in your life. You know what I mean? Mine were crappy yes, memories. Wait, mine were crappy <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> like, I, no, <laughs> I hated it when I was a kid. It was a chore. Yeah. I really didn't care for that I'm yeah. older, yep. especially with both of my people being gone and, you know, but now, but during that time, mm-hmm. oh, I hated it. I hated going out there, <laughs> having to weed and, and do all that stuff. But yeah, you're right, though. Now that I, I think about it, now that my both my parents are gone, mm-hmm. I kind of missed it. And I'm glad children, I volunteer them in my garden. <laughs> I volunteer them. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm sure they feel the same. We care for it. But I'm, I'm hoping that when they're older, when I'm gone, They'll think back and have good yeah. memories of absolutely up there. <laughs> well, you I know, can remember. Yeah, I can remember. Instead of going out to play, I used to have to like break beans and shell peas, and even up into my teenage years, yeah. it was kind of like yeah. I hated that. Like I didn't do it then, um, but looking back on it, and so I don't grow like shelling peas or anything like that in my garden now. <laughs> but there are still those moments, like maybe those things were seeping into my garden soul. Sorry, had to. <laughs> they seeped in and then, you know, it's kind of led me to be the gardener that I am now. Uh, but, yeah, I think they'll absolutely 15 years from now look back and say, my mom had it right. You know, <laughs> she had to figure it out. Yeah. How, yeah. About, how about you? You the same way? Did you grow up with a garden? 
I did. Yeah, my grandfather, he he um is a very interesting story. He grew a garden, but he had somebody give them half of their land so that he could just garden because the lady's husband had died, but he was a big gardener. So he would always go to this other land and garden. I would have to go over there in the summertime and I hated it. It was hot and it was miserable, but you know, looking back at it, man, it was the best, you know, the most memorable because it's quality time with him. You know what I mean? Those are the times that nobody was there to bother us. And he taught me a lot of things. You know, I went learned to eat a lot of stuff. So there was a lot of good memories. But I same way, man, it's like, man, I got to go out there and pick those damn beans again. <laughs> like, shit, you know, but it's it was worth it. So and my son's the same way now. He he's like he only likes to come out and plant the big things. So I told him this year he's in charge of growing all beans, uh, peas, squash, and melons. So, yeah, for me, <laughs> I um I only have one memory of actually being in the garden growing up, and this was a an, I was small enough, young enough to need to hold my grandmother's hand as we kind of walked in the rows, and I remember because um, yeah. this was this wasn't a home garden. Uh-huh. This was like a community garden spot, maybe a mile or so from our home. And so I can remember being there. And it's like you guys have gotten in the car, drove up there. We're going to do what we're doing. We're not going back home. I remember I had to go to the bathroom. And so I'm probably like six or seven or something. And my yeah. grandfather generally was a no nonsense kind of guy. And so it's like, take that girl over there to, you know, <laughs> and use the bathroom. I can remember thinking about garden snakes. So that was my very first memory of gardening. And then you fast forward where I get out of having to go there, but still have to do the work, right? Um, but again, that was years and years since my grandfather was a fisherman. You know, they all, I mean, they grew up in the country, right? You know, down south in Mississippi. And so they've done that for years and years. And then when that space became available, like, as they were in Chicago and, you know, still having that urge to grow food. Um, I don't remember, I don't remember any other vegetables besides bees and peas though. Um, which is kind of interesting. Mm. But. Yeah. But anyway, it's deal. It's a memory that I think back now on and say, I can't believe I'm doing all of this. Yeah. I remember my <laughs> very first garden, which was here of my own and my grandparents came. I've told this story before on the podcast, but you know, Hey, I'm here. I can tell it more than once. But they came and helped me plant my very first garden, which that's a definitely a positive memory for me. Yeah. Even though my grandmother was like, "You're not doing that right," you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, nice. If they're not doing it right, then um, you just just go with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'll do it uh-huh. better. <laughs> that's uh-huh. how it was with my grandfather. So. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those are all memories, you know, and with you gardening year round, you know, your, your kids will see going out in the garden in the wintertime, which, you know, most of our listeners do not have that opportunity. I'm sure there are some red eyes out there right now thinking like, damn, I wish I could get out in my garden right now. But, you know, it's, it's a different beast when you have to go out there and it's cold. I think, I mean, what do you, do you agree? definitely agree it is a little bit different so um and then the good thing though about having the the winter fall i don't have to water as much (laughs) yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. i've spent so much time we've talked about this on the uh podcast how much time i spend because i hand water everything still me too yeah man y'all need to automate man (laughs) (laughs) there shall come a day but i do wonder so if we again take a step back because last year being we were talking about like it's nice to have a break Mm-hmm. You know, so to be able to kind of reset, although you and I have continued to do garden things, it seems we found our way 
continue to do that all throughout the season, right. winter and coming into spring. But Sherry, have you found like, it sounds like since you've done it, since you've been there all year long, you don't have like the going back to say, hey, I had a break and now I need that break. Like, do you ever get tired of the, I have to go and tend these crops, you know, and here it is December and it's 25 degrees outside, you know? No, because it's it's my place of peace um, with my job and everything going on. My garden gives me, it just, it comforts me. It's my time to be, my quiet time, my quiet space. So I'm able to go out there, even if it's cold, got on my gloves or whatever, but I'm out there and it's peaceful, it's quiet, and my mind is able to just, you know, be at, be at peace. You know, nothing, no anxiety, no stress. I'm not worried about work or, or family issues or anything like that. I'm just out there tending to, to my garden, talking to it, and it, it helps me, um, it helps me, it's therapy for me. So it's it's not bad at all. Even when it's cold, it's not too bad. Now when it's hot and I'm dodging from bees and not bees, the, the wasps and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm cursed. I'm sweating, and you know it's it's a little harder in the summertime, but in the wintertime it's nice, it's quiet, it's peaceful out there. Um, it, it helps me out. It's my therapy. Yeah. Batavia, why are you crying again? I'm just hoping That's you're going to be times. a great co-host and and <laughs> jump in here as I try to collect myself. I it's will. Just, I, I, I will, but I just like <laughs> damn. It's um, yeah, man. Listen now, don't judge me for my tears. No, it's you know what though. It's, it's just beautiful. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, love it, it, love it, love it. It's one of those things. You know, I say a lot that I need a break from my garden, but you know, this year I really haven't taken much of a break. And I mean, Sherry, you may agree, it still slows down considerably this time of year. Yes. In the garden. I mean, yes, it's. It yeah, you're not like heavy out there, like hitting it all. I mean, I can go a couple of days without going out in my garden if I wanted to, but it. I do agree with you of like having that peace and stuff like that, and that's a big part of garden. I think that it's the unspoken thing is the garden therapy. Yes, you know what I mean. I yeah. think it's a it's an un undershone. I'm losing my words. You know, part of gardening though. <laughs> so it is. Pardon me for sniffing and snotting. Um, Are you so, good now? <laughs> Are you good now? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, good. I'm, well, I don't know. Clearly, uh, <laughs> Sherry has the trigger button <laughs> on her end, so I am good for this exact moment. I am. I, I'm, um, I, I couldn't agree more, and it, it's so refreshing because there is a part where I'm clearly not outside now. Like, I have probably two feet of snow in my backyard right wow. now, and this has been – a it's accumulating over this last couple of weeks. We've had more snow in 2021 than I can remember um, in the last five or six years. And I've always thought, yeah. because I don't think I'm in my forever home, my forever garden, if you will. Do you like that? Yeah. Forever garden. Hashtag it being. Forever yeah. Garden. Yeah. I don't okay. think I'm in my forever garden. I do believe that I will be gardening in some place that is warmer. And it feels good to hear that, you know, you don't get tired of it, right? You find kind of different things at different times you're getting out of it. And right. um, that just warms my heart, my garden heart. <laughs> well, this time of year is, is a busy time for me. And I, <clears throat> I don't know about you, Sherry, but, you know, things aren't really frozen. Do you get out and you really, you know, because you make a conscious decision to take a break, which I applaud you for. And that's something that's really hard to do. You know, giving your soil a rest is key. And yes. um, to get out, do you take this time to do anything else in your garden, like expand it or anything like that or what do you what do you do when you're taking you know in the winter time when you take that time off um well i've been trying to talk my husband into letting me expand again. 
Because like Batavia, this isn't my forever garden. We we do plan on moving again once my kids actually leave the nest. Um, I want a huge, huge plot of land out in the country somewhere. So I'm not even sure if we're, we're going to stay in Texas. But um, I do think about um, what other crops or new things I want to grow. I do a lot of time. A lot of my time I spend on YouTube researching and finding out about different different crops and, and how you can enhance your garden or um, get your soil to um, work harder for you. Um, so I, I'm always trying to learn as much as I can about gardening and vegetables and, and different things. So there's still um, a lot going on. I know my kids get tired of they'll come in and check on me if either I'm upstairs in the, the game room or the movie room and I'm not looking at movies. I'm looking at <laughs> vegetable shows, gardening shows and they're like, mom, not again. But um, yeah. Yeah, I'm always I can so I'm pretty boring to my kids. <laughs> I'm very boring to them, but it, that stuff really excites me. So mm-hmm. um, I'm always, even though I have that downtime, I'm, I'm researching and trying to find out what new what what new item I can introduce into my garden, and to to oh, and hopefully to my followers that are watching. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I learn followers too. I'm always going on their pages um, to see what everyone else is growing because you do you learn so much from other folks. So I really enjoy. Preach it. We've been saying that for the longest time. Like we love looking at what everybody's growing and the different mm-hmm. techniques they're trying and, yes. you know, stuff like that. And, <clears throat> you know, it's crazy too. like, you see a lot of people. And I mean, so, you, and just, if you're not on Instagram, you should definitely go check out, um, Sherry, what's your, uh, handle on Instagram? It's at my backyard TX garden. There we go. So if you check her out, she's, I mean, she's always posting like big um, harvest and, you know, little tips and stuff like that. And you really see like how she has her garden set up, how Batavia has her set up. Everybody's different. And it's, it's like I say all the time, we're, we're basically doing art with land. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, depending on what you, and the way, like I know you have your okras basically, are they, if, correct me if I'm wrong, they're on the edges of a walkway? Yes, but I'm going to do something different this year too with them it's gonna be crazy insane <laughs> is that is that a uh is that a hint yeah i was gonna say we find yeah. out more as we log into your account yeah that's right you're gonna have to yeah, stay tuned yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm excited about it okra yeah. in particular and i joke about it because it's so funny that you grow so much of it because i find like these are completely unofficial statistics 50 percent of people love it 50% of people hate it. And I'm one of the yeah. 50% that love it. Like I'm an okra lover. And it's yeah. funny because I, um, I've i grown it for a number of years. And I think two years ago when I grew it, I was giving, because I mean, you know as well as we do, when it comes on, it comes on strong. So I was giving okra to my neighbor across the street. And it clearly had gotten away from me, you know, so I had some really big pods and they were at the point where if you didn't eat them like right then and there, they were no good. And so last year coming into the garden, he asked me because they had put some in the freezer. He's like, so what do you do when they're, you know, that big? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're probably going to want to throw those out. He's like, I just hate throwing away food. And I said, don't worry, I'm growing them again this year. You know, we're going to get you some some sizable, nice, but, you know, edible size pot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I love it, love it, love it. Um and I think the only person I know in my direct family that loved it was my grandfather. And he's passed away now. So I'm basically eating double the okra. Double the- 
Wow. <laughs> I think I'm going to cut back this year in okra, but that's a lie I tell every year every- about almost everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as you, you cut your tomatoes back this year, we'll be, I'll be happy. I did a count. It's going to be less. That's Good. all I can say. Good. Yeah. That's all I'll take. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, I, I spend this time of year doing the changes as well. I added six trellises to my garden this year so i had to redo nice. some and added more and i added cattle panel trellis which yeah i wasn't excited about because i'm not a big fan of them and then i got them up and i was like okay now i'm excited yeah. so. <laughs> so so what are you going to grow on them um so actually it's funny you say that i am going to grow peas and beans obviously but i also want to do um I, my big thing this year is i want to grow protein so I'm yeah. going to do cow peas and black beans as well. So oh, um, beans too. I'm going to try. It'll be my first time trying black beans. Yeah. Okay. Then we're going to grow them together. Yes. <laughs> and I shall watch. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to ship any, you know, because they help me, they ship well. Feel free yeah. to. Well, we'll see how many you get. That's my biggest thing: is how many yeah. am I? Is it really going to be worth my effort? You know, if I get a pound yeah. of beans, like I can go buy that shit for eighty-four cents at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. That's the reason in this space where I haven't, you know, ventured out into shelling peas or beans or anything like that. Um, just, yeah. I mean, the, the space that I have times the price that I would pay at the store, you know. So we'll see one day again when I'm in that next growing space. Uh, yeah. Because I'm a lover. I mean, I'm a lover of a lot of things, but I'm a lover of peas and beans, too. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> in a spring, when does your spring planning start because, I mean, at this time, we're, you know, coming up towards the middle to end of February. So you're kind of done. When do you start back planting spring stuff? And your spring I, stuff, I imagine, is is like what you plant in the winter, right? No. Okay. Uh, my spring, the, um, all the good stuff. Well, I mean, everything's good, but the, the cucumbers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> black-eyed peas. Uh, I'm going to do corn. I'm really looking forward to corn. But I'll probably start that second or third week in March. Okay. Is what I uh, and I have some stuff growing inside. Um, usually, what I like to do though, I get those little pea pots, and with my corn, I'll just stick the corn. Um, I'll wet the pea pots. I'll stick the corn seed in there, and then I'll take it and stick it right out in the um, the dirt before it germinates. Um, it just seems like it does better for me because I've conducted a few um, experiments, and so if it works for me, if I watch how they grow side by side, and one is doing better, I'll stick with that method. So. I'm kind of the rule breaker when it comes to growing <laughs> vegetables. I don't follow all the rules. Like with Oprah, they say you need to have it spaced out a certain amount, maybe like um, a foot or so in between or whatever. I'm I'm thinking more like two to three inches. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm packing as much into that bed as I possibly can. And believe it or not, it's been working for me on some things. Now, some things I've learned the hard way not to do, but if it works for me, I'll, I'll just stick with it. Right. Yeah. So, so what are some things that work? when you pack them close together because spacing is something that we talk a lot about and I've, I've had mixed experiences with it too. And this year I yeah. got burned pretty hard by it. So I was, you know, what do you have good luck with and bad luck? I had really bad luck with my tomatoes. Um, okay. last year I, I've had too many too close together and they were like, heck with you lady. Yeah. We quit. <laughs> yeah. So they just stopped. They they stopped yeah they they stopped they just stopped growing it's like the roots were just didn't get enough um, yeah they were just packed too closely together so I'll never ever do that again I'm gonna at least go probably in my whole row um, which is probably about eight feet I'll probably maybe do three tomato varieties in that 
that way everything has enough time or enough space. And because, you know, you have to prune them and make sure they're getting enough airflow. And then I'm watching for the hornworm tomatoes or the hornworm worms. Um, but you got to make sure everything has a nice, good airflow. Now with okra, okra can take anything. I'm going to pack that crap so close together. <laughs> it's grow, that way the birds can get in and pluck off those grasshoppers. And then all I do is just... um. When it starts growing up, I'll, I'll just um, prune that as well by, by snapping off the, the, the leaves um, that are just in a way. So, but I pack as much okra as I possibly can together because my family and my coworkers and my friends, they all love okra. Right. So, not blessing. Yeah. They eat it raw. I like to eat it raw, but I'm freezing it and I'm sending it to, to folks who want it. And then my coworkers, um, we eat a lot of okra. So, I'll grow as much as that as possible. My tomatoes and my cucumbers. Um, definitely make sure I have enough space for the cucumbers because they get really big. And, oh, and lima beans. I'm really going to grow a lot of lima beans this year as ah. well. But, um, I don't know if I've heard anyone else growing lima beans kind of in our garden, family garden circle. I've thought about it, but Those are so, yeah. I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah. have, you gr- have you grown them, Sherry? Oh, yes, indeed. Last year, oh, my goodness. The one thing, I, I had them on a little huge tomato cage, and it still was not enough. It was like a monster wall of um <laughs> of lima beans but now i'm gonna have them go up my um cattle panel to go the trellis that i made mm-hmm. because they really got and i had a lot a lot of um beans that came from that and i like them um fresh so i didn't dry them at all I just dried a few so i could have some seeds but i like to um get them fresh and then i'll, I'll um vacuum seal them and freeze them and mm-hmm. then all went breathe a lot of lima beans that I, I grew from from my garden so so how big of a row of lima beans did you have I had, oh man, one, two, two big trellises, and we probably ended up with maybe four pounds. Okay. That's of, not of bad. The shell, of the beans itself, <laughs> you know, once you remove it from the shell, the shell. So we did a fantastic job with those those lima beans, and we, we eat a lot of beans. Matter of fact, I cook red beans today, and I'm going to grow more red beans this year as well. So, you know, the red beans was crazy. I just went to the grocery store and got a pack of their red beans, the dry beans, and just mm-hmm. stuck them in the ground. Yeah. And they grew uh-huh. for me. Yeah, they're a seed. Uh-huh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You do a lot of vertical yeah. gardening. Yeah. They, sometimes they say they won't. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I do a lot of that, especially with, the, let's see, with cucumbers, with the, um. yeah, I definitely do a lot of vertical gardening. I That's enjoy such a that. great way to to maximize your space. I think you were going to talk about how sometimes things you buy from the grocery store, you know, they have a coating of some sort and they don't grow as easily yeah. in your garden. But there's a lot of stuff that do, you know, that does just fine. So yeah, you're correct. That's exactly what I was going to say. So you never know until you try it. Yeah. Can, can I go on the record and say that shit's bullshit about what they say? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, seriously, it's like sweet potatoes. The only things I can think off the top of my head are like sweet potatoes, rutabaga, and maybe like a regular potato. The only things that really get like a good coating on them to prevent. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, like beans and stuff like that. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, what's it hurt? Like, I mean, every single kid that's ever gone to kindergarten has always taken a green bean. And stuck it in the ground, green bean seed, and grew it, or a bean of some sort. Yeah. So we all know that they're gonna grow. You know what I mean? I think we're just as gardeners, yes. we're trained like, oh, we have to have this nice seed from this awesome company to get it, and that's really not the case. Yeah, 
you know. I think there's also, though, when it comes to that, I think there's also you want to kind of hedge your bets. Like you want to, you know, you don't want to spend time with something that isn't going to work, you know. And so I do think that there is that feeding into this is your best chance. Buy this thing from this place and then you'll do fine. Um, I think you're right, though, rutabaga and sweet potatoes, which I try. I got some organic sweet potatoes back here in the fall and I prepared them like I was going to create slips and I got nothing. Uh, oh. So luckily, I still have yeah. some sweet potatoes from my garden last year that I'll use to create my slips. Uh, but I've seen people oh, online awesome. that said they've used sweet potatoes from this grocery store. So I don't know if it was the variety I had or what, but I, have I am one, team. I have three in my pantry, and the slips are this long. Oh, okay. well, where are we at? Yeah, oh. about that long. <laughs> you know, they're about a foot long. And yeah. they, my mom had them, and they were organic, yeah. though. And she brought them to me last year, and yeah. she's like, you want these? I was like, well, it's a little late, but yeah, they're still sitting yeah. in their growing slips as we speak. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing, though. Like you, you said, you know, like Sherry talked about, you know, I'm going to give this a try, right? Like you'll never know until you try. And I love a good mm-hmm. garden experiment. So there are a lot of things that are old wives' tales. Yeah. There are a lot of things that, all right, maybe there is, if you want to produce, you know, tons of a thing, maybe this is the path you should take. But when it comes to what we're growing in our backyard – or front yard. Yeah. <laughs> Not on this show. I'm all for, yeah, I'm all for I, give it a try. Yeah, I wish I could grow in my front yard, but this HOA around here. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I've, uh, we have a home in Florida as well. Now, I could grow front and backyard there. So we still have that house. I think eventually when we do move, we'll sell both mm-hmm. and get something really nice where yeah. I can grow whatever have horses and maybe a few pigs and chickens and ducks. I, I have seen you riding horse. a horse a time or two on your Instagram page. I'm a horseback rider. Yes, yeah. I love horses, but I, I, I one of my very own one of these days, mm-hmm. eventually. And you can't have chickens where you live now? <laughs> no, I can't have chickens. It's HOA over here. We can't have chickens and I can't grow in my front yard either. Yeah. So, yeah. so we do. I can't grow in my front yard either and I still do. And I just put herbs out <laughs> in my front yard. So, yeah. and I also can't have chickens and I still have them. So, breaker. oh yeah. I'm like, look, fuck <laughs> you. If you want to put a lean on my house, put a lean on my house. You know, I ain't moving anyways. I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But I mean, <laughs> my whole argument is where I live. Like we live in a neighborhood and then a mile up the road, there's a guy with horses and donkeys. And then there's like mm-hmm. a chicken oh, farm wow. down the road. Like we're nice. in a neighborhood in the nowhere. And they're like, well, you can't have it. And I'm like, you just can't have roosters. Mm-hmm. Like I've had these chickens out here for four years and you have no idea. Yeah. They, they don't make any sound. They're quiet, you know? Oh, that's awesome. So you just got to fucking do it, man. I don't know. They would know. I mean, it's brand spanking new. <laughs> oh, I'm joking. You don't just get crazy like that. But the opinions of Ben Gardner are not the opinions of the Backyard Gardens podcast. Um, as a matter of fact, they are, and that's just the end of the story. So, and or fifty percent of the Backyard Gardens podcast. Well, now that may be true, but damn it, what I say represents us, and that's it. So, no. <laughs> But I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things too, and we've talked about this on the show. Is it's a damn shame because, like, in my yard, I grow lemongrass, which I mean, you know, it's not a fruiting food, but it is food, you know. And I grow different herbs and stuff like that. But I know, and I've read about this where people will grow sweet potatoes in their front yard because they just are very um, attractive vining um, ground cover. 
And then you, you, once you harvest them, then you have them, but until they grow, they don't look unsightly or anything like that. So, you know, that's how people get around that. Yeah. I don't have an HOA or anything like that, but I was nervous for years about, you know, digging up my, I live in the middle of the city. So digging up my front yard and saying, I'm not even going to just plant things that are subtle. Like I have a whole, you know, (laughs) cattle panel, you know, like I'm going all in, I'm trellising all over the place. And um, so far so good. There've been no complaints um, that I'm aware of is what I'll say. (laughs) That has nothing to do with all of the food that I share with my neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, that, that definitely helps. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And and when you so when you go to plant in the summertime, Sherry, like and I mean, is it kind of like with me where you're basically just managing issues throughout the summer? If, if it's like everything you planted in the yeah. spring stays there. Yeah, everything I, I plant in the spring, I'm um, saying, except for things, you know, like um, the lettuce and the spinach, those things will bolt really quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, once they're they're gone, I'll put something else in its place that that's more heat tolerant because it really gets so hot here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Because there's um, a there's a reason why I worded it that way. When why we, is that? So when you and I, Sherry, talk about growing in the spring, we don't have a spring, and I'm sure you don't have a spring. How long? When does it start getting hot? <laughs> like Probably vegetable, like April. For, yeah, exactly. So you know, in <laughs> April, yeah. it's like we can't grow anything. So our spring vegetables are most people's summer vegetables. That's true. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, and it's and it's yeah. funny because when I asked you like, what are you growing in the spring? It's completely natural for you to be like tomatoes and cucumbers and all that stuff. Where somebody like when I lived up in Massachusetts, it was I mean it was clearly like up until like June, you were gonna grow yeah. lettuce and kale, like everything that we grow in the winter time. You would continue yeah. to grow throughout the and all the way up until what is legit summertime. Like what is right. the first day of summer? Uh, June 21st. June 20-something, yeah. 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 So. I mean, I remember two years ago, so summer of 2019, we still had 50-degree uh, daytime temps. So the high oh. was 50 degrees. It was a super-duper no. wet and cold summer. That's not normal, but, I mean, oh. it, it happened, right? Last year, we got warmer a little bit quicker, but that's the thing. Like, I was listening to Sherry's list of vegetables for the spring, and so many <laughs> of those are things I would plant in my summer garden. Yeah. And that's, but what ends up happening, it sounds like is you just basically have a longer season to grow them. So you're growing them from March, April, all throughout, I imagine, you know, August, September, October. Yeah. October, November, actually November. Most of it, it goes all the way through to November here. Um, yeah. Okra usually hangs on until November. And then one year I made it to December. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, there are no like weepy eyes that they're more of like, green with envy as i listen now so we've transitioned (laughs) but summertime Uh, has its own problems when you have that kind of heat i mean yeah yeah. can you talk about that sherry because i mean i talk about it but i think it's nice to have somebody else validate what issues we have because batavia doesn't believe it and water don't believe you yeah Yeah. the water bill is high Uh, (laughs) i water believe it or not i have to water three times a day i'd water before going to work Come home on my lunch break, water, and then have to water again in the evening. It is just that hot. I mean, that that soil is drinking up all of that, um, the water that you put down. It, I mean, it stays hot because you have to be careful with your bell peppers. You got to make sure you have enough leaves. I try to position my okra in a way where it throws some shade, 
Mm-hmm. Because if not, it'll cook your food while it's trying to grow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My popcorn or my corn, believe it or not, my glass gym corn. Do you know the kernels popped while on the cob? <laughs> it's just that hot. And people are like, no, 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 that can't be happening. And I, wow. I up and showed them. You can see where the it, it really cracked the kernel. They, they actually popped open from the heat. Wow. It is warm down here. So I have to really be careful in, in the way I position because I don't want my peppers all scorched. scorched from the, yeah. Really have to be careful. Or sometimes you have to cut them while they're small because you know that sun's out. You don't have enough shade and the, the everything is so tall that I can't throw a shade cloth on everything. So it's just the, I have to position my, my my veggies and I try to rotate them every year. You don't want to grow um, everything in the same spot each year. That way you keep disease down in the soil. So I rotate everything. But the heat is one thing. Then I have to deal with a lot of wasps. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Love to sleep under the okra leaves because the okra leaves are so big. So. Yeah. You have to be careful when you're harvesting. Um, you, you're watching out for snakes, the garter snakes. I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't bite, but it does kind of scare you when one's yeah. running feet. <laughs> yeah. Anything that and jumps then, at me makes me scream. My uh, great aunt told me, and she's a country gal at heart, you know, going back to many, many years. And so she said, "Well, this is what you need to do. I need you to get a stick, and every uh-huh. time you go out in that garden, I need you to poke." those plants and shake yeah so whatever's in there should be running out and i said okay yeah. i gotcha i gotcha <laughs> sherry do you do any gardening in containers i would think not given how hot yes i do get. oh do you so please talk about yeah. that because there's another person on this podcast that is insistent on not gardening in containers and i'm team oh. container gardening all of my corn is grown in potato sacks all of my corn potato sacks only I only grow corn in those cloth or those are those sacks, the potato sacks. Um, I also grow, believe it or not, a lot of onions in containers. Mm-hmm. Have a long container that I used to grow. I can't remember some type of flower I used to grow in the very, very beginning. But I grow my corn. I'm, I'm sorry, my onion does much better in those little um containers. Um, what else do I grow? I grow quite a bit in, in containers still. Oh, squash, I grow those in um containers and yeah, the yellow and the zucchini. They do really well in the containers. So are you watering those any more often than you're watering the rest of your garden? No, I'm still doing three times when it's really hot. Three times I have to water it. And I just keep, you know, I just water the bottom, Mm. make sure I don't get the leaves or anything wet. Um, And um, a lot of times, too, because it's so hot here. And I don't see as many bees um, Mm. as other people. um, So I always have to. Um, hand pollinate a lot of my stuff, which is oh, crazy. But yeah. I do a lot of pollinating. Um, yeah, especially with the the squash and which is kind of hard. It was kind of hard to do the cucumbers, <laughs> but now I have this one that has produces uh, mostly um, female flowers, and you don't need to to pollinate it. But I was really struggling there because I didn't have enough bees um, in my because so many folks or people are using pesticides, whether it be on their lawns, whatever. It was kind of kind of scary for a bit. And then I started um, adding more um, flowers to my garden, like zinnias and marigolds to, to, to get them to attract them. So it, it worked out better once I did that. But I had to compensate by adding more flowers because it just were, were not enough bees mm. um, at all. So that was kind of scary because we really need bees. Yeah, yeah. I had the years. same problem when I lived up north. I didn't have bees either. And I did not mm-hmm. stay there long enough to really get into the whole flower thing. 
and um, mm-hmm. I had to hand pollinate a lot of things myself. Luckily, I could go out, you know, you can just give it a good shake sometimes and it'll work, yeah. especially for the cucumbers and stuff. But that was a real yeah. issue. And that was the whole time, the same time frame. I guess this was back in like 2010 when there was really like the bee crisis was being mm-hmm. talked about more and more. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. you know, now I try and plant flowers and it does seem to help. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. certain flowers. I mean, there's a reason why I have 24 salvia plants growing in my house. Mm-hmm. because they were just yeah. covered in bees so i'm like hey yeah. if that helps awesome. the bees i'm happy you know what i mean so yeah. yes there's a there's a real issue if there's no bees so absolutely there <laughs> is i am a lover of flowers though so it's right up my alley luckily i don't think i've ever had to hand pollinate i mean i've had some oh. things that didn't produce and perhaps if i had hand pollinated they it would have um, yeah. but it's one of those things that's on my do not want to do garden tour list <laughs> you, should, you should try it this year though it's interesting to do it you know just to kind of give it give a little rubby rub and then yeah. give it another yeah. rubby rub it's pretty cool yeah yeah i'm not gonna add it to my list yeah. <laughs> i'm just i'm gonna be stirring with that yeah, well, <laughs> you know just by this conversation now it's gonna i know right i'm all like listen i shall spend two hours hand watering my garden but i shall not shake <laughs> because batavia is in zone 6a for asshole so <laughs> that's a whole conversation uh, and every time you say it i feel bad because i think people listening are going to think you're an asshole for calling me an asshole hey look uh, that's if their problem heard that listen. episode yeah if anyone heard that episode it was like a high level of assholeness yeah. that i was displaying so only because i was like dead wrong but anyway dead wrong <laughs> but that's okay yeah, it's, it, you know, it's 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 funny. We have a lot of listeners out in California, and I, I like to creep on them this time of year. And, you know, they're getting full-blown tomatoes right now, like in their outside guards. And I'm like, man, what the yeah. hell? But, you know, you, you talked about um, crop rotation, and Batavia is not a fan of crop rotation. And we just did a whole episode Added about that. Added to the that. list, yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, and I... I wonder if it's because like you can grow so heavily throughout the year that, you know, you kind of, have you always crop rotated or is there a reason why you started doing it? Um, I think the, there is a reason why I started doing it. Cause I remember a couple years back and um, some of my plants weren't doing as well as the others. And I started doing a research and then I, I found out that there are certain um, insects or pests that live in the soil. And if you don't rotate it, um, they'll continue to, stay there and weaken your crop each and every year so it's best to just rotate it and then once i started doing that i've, I've seen a big difference so that's why i'll always stay with it and it's not a, like a major rotation it's <clears throat> it's mostly like clockwise i just make sure i just i never grow my okra in the same location um every year I always move it over or, or, or up a row or just i just keep it rotated it just makes everything um healthier and happier and it keeps my soil um, from from keeping um, disease in it, you know, because if I grow, and then I always have to make sure that I read about what you can grow after you've grown something there um, yeah. to make sure it's able to, because that that makes a difference as well. So it, it takes a lot of research, but if it's if something that you really enjoy doing, because I love feeding my family, the saying, hey, what do y'all want? Let's go out to the garden or have my neighbors come over or my friends. And I know for a fact that the stuff that they're getting, there's no pesticides on it. It's grown here. I know exactly what's in the soil and everything, <clears throat> it just makes me happy to know that, that I grew this and there's no pesticides on it. And I know everything that was added to the soil. So um, it's, it's, it's a little bit of work, but it's so worth it. It's so rewarding to me. Yeah. And I think you said earlier, don't cry, Batavia. 
You said I'm earlier, um, you kind of said it really good when you were like, I spend a lot of time researching and a lot of time looking. <laughs> and I think, you know, I do the same thing. Like, and I always have ever since I started gardening, like I, I spend, especially this time of year, I stay <laughs> looking up some like to, at nausea. Like I'm like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start this this plant and I'll research that one plant up until like I go to Google and it's like, you visited it this day, this day, <laughs> there's no new websites to read about, but yeah. that's kind yeah. of what sets people apart. And that's, I mean, it really is what makes somebody a successful gardener is when you have that passion to where that's what you're, I mean, maybe you don't have to research as much as I do, or maybe even Sherry does or Batavia, but the fact that you are looking constantly and going, you know, it mm -hmm. shows and that's why your gardens are so healthy and happy and they grow year round like they do because yeah. growing like you do and I do year round, it does take a little bit of maneuvering and, it sure does. and the soil yeah. is the biggest part of that. So, you know, you were talking about adding worm castings and all that stuff. Like, you know, do you, do you spend a lot of time researching soil and stuff like that? Yes, I do. <laughs> Believe it or not. And then my kids are like, mom, it's just dirt. No, it makes it <laughs> It, it makes it different. You're going to make sure that whatever it is that you're planning on growing is going to get enough of what it needs so you don't have to deal with um, um, blossom in rot or you're making sure your okra is thriving because you, you just got to make sure that it's just right. It's like I tell them, it's like you need to fuel. I have to fuel that garden the way we fuel our bodies. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to, to, to be energized and give us our 100, give it our best. I need to make sure that that food that I'm growing is getting everything it needs, the vitamins and everything it needs, the sunshine, the water, mm -hmm. so they can it can give me the best because they're gonna we're in turn going to take that those vegetables and it's going to fuel our bodies. So we want to make sure that the circle is is nice and and working the right way. Want to make sure everything is is getting what it needs so that everyone is healthy and happy. So that's the goal, you know. Right. Even though kids are like, "Mom, it's just dirt." <laughs> yeah, it is just dirt, but it's more to it than dirt. And so as yeah. the season goes on, um, do you fertilize? Well, the, the fertilizer that I like to use is, is mostly like um, blood meal, bone meal, uh, worm castings are the worm casting tea. I use a lot of teas. And I also like using the, um, what's it called? The fish. Um, Emulsion. Emulsion. I get it from, yes, that right there. Yeah. I love using it. It stinks, <laughs> but I enjoy using that. You know, yeah. I just I add a lot of water to it, but I, I think it really helps my um my, my soil. So um since you brought up fish emulsion, I watered my greenhouse the other day with fish emulsion and it got it to yeah. like eighty five degrees in there. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I locked that bitch tight. Boy, I shut because it was cold <laughs> when I watered, so I locked it up. Oh. I opened the door. Oh my god. It was horrible. Oh. And my cat's circling the outside of the greenhouse the whole time. Yeah. I was like, What the hell's wrong with her? Well, that's why it was rough, boy. But that stuff does work. And it's, it's uh, you know, it feeds on a microbial it level. It doesn't even, it's not even like big yeah. boosts. So um, it's yeah. interesting that you don't use like an all-in-one fertilizer or anything like that. You, you make concoctions and stuff like that, different recipes. Yeah. I don't want to burn anything and I don't want to add anything. I just want to just keep it all natural like my dad did. Yeah. Um, like we did as, as kids, you know. The only thing I don't do, my dad hated it was collect rainwater. That was a pain. I didn't like doing that at all. How do you, well, I, I just have like rain barrels set up and it does, man, it makes a big difference. It is so much better. You're right. But I just, you know, we had those, we had those real back in the day, those really large aluminum trash cans. Mm -hmm. And I remember when we took the lid off um, and there were squirrels in there. <laughs> <laughs> they were dead and blown. 
course. I was like, oh my God. And we Add it to the list work. of the thing I can never do now. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was gross. I can still see that. I was a teenager. Uh, well, so you, I don't you make it so things don't crawl in there um, now. And I can, dude, that was back in the day, though. I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't know how old you are, but it's either oh, way. I am it's 48. There you go. <laughs> hey. There you go. So, you know, if you go back then, like, People weren't talking about collecting rainwater back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't the end thing to do. So Mm. there wasn't rain barrels with screens on them and stuff like that. It was like, hey, let's set this out here and catch something. So, you know, now I put a cover over mine. So there's a screen so I cannot get squirrels in it because that would ruin my day. But I can tell you my dad came down after a hurricane and decided he wanted to wash my roof off. Oh, good night. And all the stuff (laughs) that you would never see from the roof. Washed yeah. into my green, my rain barrel and 55 gallons of fart water is what it smelled like. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, who washes a roof? Like, really? You're washing the roof. We just had a, a hurricane and we got 40 inches of rain and you're washing the roof? Like, whatever. Ah, bless them for wanting to be helpful. You know what? All right, yeah. let's, let's, let's get off of the stinky roof. So let me ask you one more question, Sherry. Is it because I only see you in the garden. So are you the sole gardener in the house? Yes, I am. I am the one and only. I mean, I have to bribe. <laughs> like for the winter time, now I do get them out there more often because when it's time to harvest those mustard greens and collard greens, it's all hands on deck. If not, I'd yeah. be out there hours and hours and hours. I mean, it was just too yeah. much. Um, but yeah, usually, well, no, always. I'm the only one out there. <laughs> and I, and I, I feel that's like a, that's a theme I see as well, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah my, like mm, looking good, babe. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and my kids, no, they're not so much done. They're out, not out there at all. It was just it's me out there. And usually, when when I do get um, photos taken, um, sometimes I'll wear my little neck, my little neck holder for my phone, or I'll get my oldest son. I have to bribe him, and he'll take photos for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm well, the main one there in the garden. The thing about that is, it's so it's your design, your ideas, it's your space. You know, we talked earlier about kind of the idea of the garden therapy. It's nice to be able to have that space that's your own, but it is a lot of work as well. So I know that, you know, it's the same thing when it comes to um, Ben and I, we individually kind of man our own gardens by Mm -hmm. ourselves. And I see a lot of that online, it seems. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I think, I think the idea of other people like putting their opinions on my garden, I wouldn't be so cool with. So I'm okay right. with like the price I pay for it is doing all the work. Myself, you know? You're, yes. True. So, <laughs> do you can at all? No, but you know what? I saw you and you're the reason. <laughs> or not Seriously. You're the reason I bought all those, those Mason jars. I'm going to learn to do that this year. I'm definitely going to do that. And it's because I saw it on your page. I got you. you. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I saw it yeah. and I'm like, I really need to learn to do that. I got you. So back. I will. I know. I know who to go to. <laughs> I'm gonna do a whole series this summer, man. It gets like last year in the middle of summer, it got yeah. too hot because you know recording YouTube videos. My camera literally overheated, and so okay. I was like, you know what? This summer, I'm just gonna do like a whole canning series because it's like it's a big mystery about it, and yes. it's just unlocking that mystery. So uh, yeah, I mean, join me. I would be more than happy to help you because. Um, and what you can do though, what the reason why I asked is because you can be, tell your husband or even your kids, you, they can help uh-huh. and be like, cause that's what I do on my house. I grow everything. My wife washes and cans it. That's the, that's the deal. And I'll step in and can when there gets a whole lot. 
So yeah. um, that's something that you can, and your kids and, you know, and your husband might enjoy that too, because there's, there's a difference between getting it out, but once you're making it and putting it away and it goes in the mm-hmm. cabinet and you can see it year round, it's a big difference. So yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying. I yeah. am. I hope you do. It'll be cool. It'll be, um, you know, I do a lot of pickled okra, so. Yeah. <laughs> I figured Makes you would like good that. good Christmas presents. Yeah. 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 Yeah, especially bread and butter pick, um, pickled okra. Ooh, it's good stuff. Like that one more recipe that you're going to hold back from us until, you know, okra season is over a bit. Well, no, that. I need to perfect it. That's really what the problem is with my um, okra pickling <laughs> recipe. So, okay. you know, it's, I'll, it's I'll hard. It's hard to get these things right. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just like a lot of people, you don't really see the whole family out there. And if you do, the kids are like, yes, mom, you know, <laughs> yes, dad. So, yeah. Yeah. I try not to make it a punishment for my son. You know, when he does something bad, I try to, you know, but sometimes it is what it is. <laughs> it's nice to have somebody dig your holes for you, though. <laughs> so, well, look, this is the time of the show where we typically give out a recipe. But since we have a guest on the show, we have a couple of questions we like to ask our guests. Are you down, Sherry? I am down. All right. She's down. So our first question is, what is it that you love the most about gardening? What I, I think harvesting. That's my. That's the best thing I love, harvesting. Yeah. I, I, that is a respectable answer, and it's and honest answer. And I'm glad answer. that it was that because I wasn't ready for more tears. <laughs> no, nah, you know, I feel like some people would be like, I like to like watching the seed grow. She's just like, I like harvesting. That's the shit. Yeah. Like, because yeah. that's yeah. that real shit. You know what I mean? When you get your basket yeah. full. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite what's your favorite crop to grow and why? You already know it's okra. Uh, <laughs> so many varieties. There's jambalaya, there's orange jing, there's red burgundy, there's um Texas longhorn, there's cowhorn, there's um uh let me see, there's so many of them. Um there's a Clemson jambalaya, um heavy hitter. Um and there's a new variety that I'm going to introduce. This year, this summer. What is so it? I can't wait. Oh, it's you'll see it when you see it. Uh-huh. You don't want to make an announcement right here. I mean, come on, this is your opportunity. No, I'm joking. Announcement. But it's awesome. But I love to eat okra. I love it raw. That's my favorite way to eat it. I like to rinse it off and then slice it, or just eat it like a carrot. It tastes so good to me. I could just just chomp it, chomp, chomp. And my kids are like, "Mom, it's gross," but it's really good. It's okay. good for the system too. Good for the body. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bend the rules a little bit here. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. And um, Sherry, if you could help everybody out in the world, tell us about harvesting okra, the right times to do it. So we can like, you know, I I feel like if there's anybody to ask about okra, it is you. And I need to know, because I always, I mean, sometimes I get them too big. Sometimes I get them too small. What is the perfect way? It depends on the type, you know, like the longhorn, that can be good about, seven, eight inches long, as long as it's tender when you touch it and it's nice and tender and it's not too long, just however you want it. You could, Some okra, I get it really short. Some of them, I get it medium size and then like the longhorn and the um, cow horn, I like that really nice and long. But as long as it's tender when you touch that pod, you're good to go. It doesn't have to be, you just don't want it to be too long or, or hard. Once it's hard, you can just throw it away. Um, I check my okra. I'm harvesting in, in my, my season when it's really going good. I harvest at least twice a day. It's yeah. two times 
harvest. Um, if I don't do it first thing that morning, I'll do it when I come home on my lunch break. And, and again, in the evening, because it grows so fast and I have quite a few um, plants out there. I'll have quite a few plants out there. So um, I guess for me, it's just easy. I can just eyeball it. <laughs> but for someone, you're going to really have to just research and make sure that you're, you're picking it at the prime time, making sure you're checking your seed packet and finding out um, the appropriate length that you do need to to um, harvest it. But for me, I've grown it so long, I can just eyeball it. So um, I really can't help that, unfortunately. I almost made it to the end of the episode with, and, and was going to stick with cutting back on growing okra. And <laughs> I think she may have gotten me when she, you know, Sherry, when you started naming the different varieties. Because yeah. you know. <laughs> I need to find a different variety. I always grow the yeah. same one because I've been saving the seeds for years, but I need to get a yeah. different one now, so. Um, and when you, and so when you prepare it, okay, there's no secret that okra can be slimy. Yes. Okay. It's not a secret, right? I'm not right. saying I'm not, I'm not rocking anybody's boat. Am I? I mean, let's be straight. There's other things I enjoy about it too, but go on. You yeah. like the slime? I like, I like the slime. It. I like that. I do. Really? Really? Yeah. Delicious. Very, okay. So, cause Sliding I was, it, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask like. How do you get rid of it? But you know what? I'm not even going to ask anymore. It doesn't matter because it's apparently delicious. It's, it's delicious to me. Just like that. Just slicing it and then they have that little sliminess on your tongue and then that crunch. Okay. The best. That's it, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, the I mean, only I'm... way that I know to prepare it beyond like, you know, fried okra is I'll roast okra. And <laughs> it's not slimy when you roast it, you know, with a little bit of oil, some yeah. seasoning in your air fryer even, or it's straight in the oven if you want to roast yeah. it. Um, but I I'm, I'm, not, I'm like Sherry. Like I prefer it fresh you know so Me I've too. Been, if it's not fresh which i didn't even know was a thing until like five years ago like i didn't even know you ate okra fresh until like five years ago i i'm the classic <laughs> like put it on the, in a pot with some water and basically boil it and that's the slimiest you're ever gonna have it yeah. and i yeah. love it you, you know <laughs> on top of some black-eyed really? peas or any bean or oh, anything yeah. you yeah, don't take so. the slime out not at all all right but, no. i know it. i know i get it i get why people like I get the turn off, but yeah, it does it for me. So yeah. Did you say why people? I know W H Y. I thought you said white people, and I'm I like, well, did, I am yeah. white, and it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is a okay. Have been listening that didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. and the the last question, um, Sherry is, can you please give us your favorite garden recipe? A nice easy one. But I'm going to go ahead and just say, I was going to say an okra one, but it sounds like it would just be raw. So any recipe you want to give us, can you give us something easy? Oh, yeah, I can. I can give you my, oh, my family and my friends love my collard greens. Well, my greens in particular. I do, I do a mixture. I do collard greens. I do mustard greens. I like the, um, the giant green ones. And I love the red giant mustard greens. Um, also add some tatsoi greens. Um, those are good. And kale. Let's do a little bit of dino, uh, the dino kale and the Swiss chards. And also the curly kale is also good. What you do, you bring it all in, you wash it up really good, clean it up good. You don't have to wash it too long because, like I said, I don't use pesticides or anything in my garden. So you're rinsing them off, making sure there's nothing on there. And then you're going to um, get them, roll them. You're going to slice them. And you're going to have this big old pot. And I always start, a lot of people don't eat meat, but I'm a meat eater. I always start by getting some um, salted pork. And I'll drop it in that pot while it's nice and hot and it'll sizzle and I'll flip both sides of it over so to get it nice and um, nice and brown and crunchy. 
Then um, I'll take um, probably smoked turkey wings. I love smoked turkey wings. And I'll add those to the pot. But before adding those, I'll chop up um, maybe two little um, garlic cloves. And I'll, I'll get a white onion and I'll slice it up nice and thin and I'll throw it in a pot. It's got a little bit of grease in there from the, um, the salted pork. Throw that in there. You're going to caramelize everything, get it sizzling. Then I'm going to take some chicken stock. Um, I'm going to add that into the pot. And then once that's there, I'm going to take all those greens that have, um, you know, the, the mustard greens, the red ones, the regular collars, put them all, the tatsoys, put them in a pot, add a little bit of water, some salt and pepper to taste, let that cook for an hour or two nice and small, get, um, nice and marinated together. Then I'll go inside that pot and I'll take out those um, those um, smoked turkey wings and I'll remove the skin and just leave all the meat and put all the meat back in the pot and I'll stir it and I'll add some cornbread and there you go. Cornbread and collard stick, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I don't ever cook mixed greens. I always nope. only cook collards and I know I've had them growing up. And uh-huh. so my, um, my plan this year is to, I mean, I love collard greens. My plan yeah. this year is to mix some as I'm cooking. And my yeah. hope is that I can kind of stretch my collard greens a little bit further as well. Because you will. Because you a big old pot of collard greens, you need a lot of collard green leaves. But if I kind of pick some of those other leaves from the garden, yeah. the kale and, you know, the mustard, I'm really excited about that because, yeah. again, I'm a big fan of, you know, southern style greens. I think I do everything that you do with the exception of the, um, the smoked which is the smoked turkey necks or the smoke? What's the first turkey thing? wings? Turkey wings. Uh, no, no. I do turkey. Um, I do like um, smoked turkey, like you know, um, legs mostly. But the first oh, okay. was uh, pork. It was a salt pork. Salt yeah. pork. Yeah, that's salt. the only thing I don't do when it comes to cooking my greens. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. things that's funny because I don't eat meat. Um, I'm a pescatarian. But when you so we cook collards a lot, but we don't add anything huh? like meat to it. But just it's funny because that's a meal in itself yeah yeah you know versus us we're like okay we gotta add a little bit of this a little bit of that we gotta make some rice with it or something to yeah. kind of make it more filling so yeah yeah and i love that you're growing so many greens in texas right because oh. the, like the perception is it's so hot you know I, I grow my greens in the summer but again we rarely get even three digit temps here uh, okay. but it's so cool to hear that you can get those harvest and i imagine like this holiday season i imagine that there was a lot of pots of greens being cooked in your oh, house yeah. <laughs> definitely yeah. and my kids my boys eat greens every day <laughs> if i, I made them that. every day they'd eat them every that's day. Good. yeah <laughs> that's good i mean your kids are having yeah. a healthy diet you know what i mean so now, Sherry, do you grow yeah. um, Brussels sprouts? Yes, I do. What is your my trick? first year? My trick? Um, I don't know. I pretty much just dropped the seeds out, and then I, I went and checked on them. I, I checked them for pests every day, but um, they took forever. Yeah. Oh my goodness! That's crazy. <laughs> I, that is the slowest growing vegetable ever. But um, when it produced, and then I went out and I saw all those little little cabbages on the stalk. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It just took. A, they just took a long time, and I, I, um, I just hit them with water every single morning. Not a lot, but every morning I give them a little bit of water. When did you plant them? Oh man, that probably was back in. Um, it took a total of four months, though. So this is what this is February. Yeah, yeah, February. 
um, January, December. No, yeah, so probably October it was then. I think October. I think I, I put most of my seeds in, in in October or November. Okay. Yeah. To I'm, start my fall. This yeah. is my third year failing at them. And I'm like oh. determined. I'm determined. I'm going to get me some damn Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so. And yeah, I, I know that like I look at my extension service and I'm supposed to start them in July here. And oh, I, July? In July. I'm supposed to put seedlings out in July. That's like because it's it's real hit or miss, like if you can get them or not. And I imagine your area is probably the same. It depends on yeah. if it cools down in the right amount of time. So I uh -huh. put them out in July and I swear I have one that's just over a foot tall and it's got some small Brussels sprouts. So I'm getting close, but. It's not doing what it needs to be doing, so. Oh wow! Hmm. It's always this year. Yeah, I'm, dude. I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna in July. I've got a space in the garden for Brussels sprouts. I'm gonna keep doing them um, in in the uh, fall, winter for me. They seem like they. I don't know. I think they would bolt if I did them here, just in Texas. If I did them in July. Yeah, apparently they still, don't bolt. Really okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they just form loose heads. Loose heads, okay. sprout. So if you get them and they're like real loose, that means that they were too hot. Oh, okay. So that's what I. But hey, what do I know? I can't even get a damn Brussels sprout. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's been awesome having you on. Thank you so much. Um, I know that we kind of talked around in circles about growing year round, but I think there's a lot of little tidbits in there. Um, and I think you said the important thing was growing you know, is taking care of your soil in between and giving it that little break, even though you can continue to grow, you don't because you know the outcome of it. So it kind of fits yeah. in with what we're talking about coming up, which is dirt. Yeah. <laughs> also, con container gardening is good too. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it because it's too damn hot. Yeah. <laughs> but bigger containers might do me well. That yeah. could be the case. So. Is there anything yeah. you want to tell the good people before we uh, before we go, Sherry? Hey, yeah, just everyone keep on growing because it took me forever. I finally grew um, broccoli this year too, <laughs> so because I failed so many times at it, and finally I got some broccoli. Um, uh, uh, I think it was about a month ago. I was able to get a nice um, head of broccoli, and it, it was trying to go to seed, um, but that snow just probably just <laughs> messed up. We'll see once we go out and uncover everything. But yeah, finally grew. So just just keep growing and just don't give up. That's right. that's, that's keep on, keep on growing. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. And check her out on um, Instagram at my backyard tx garden. And yeah. everybody, give her a like and a follow. And um, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for Thanks, having me, Sherry. Thank you both so much. All right, Batavia, close it out. See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time.
All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 